Welcome back to No Beer Left Behind. I am Brian here in North Texas, just, you know, bringing the greatest heat that there ever was to beer podcasts. I'm joined this evening by Frank down in Austin. Frank, how are you? Doing well, Brian. How are you? Coming in hot. I got you turned up way too loud, but we got you. You're good. On my end, I had you I was expecting heat tonight. (laughs) And we're also joined by Troy in Tulsa. Troy, how are you? Doing well, hombre. How are you? Oh, we're doing the hombres. I forgot about the hombres. Sorry, uh, hombre numero uno <laughs> up in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Troy, since we haven't heard from you in a while and you're sip, sip, sipping out of a can and a koozie, what are you drinking this evening? Uh, I've got uh, Modelo Especial. Ooh, sounds exotic. Pretty good. <laughs> so where's that? Where's that from? New Mexico? Um, actually, old Mexico. Oh, I bet you it's made in New York, if I had to guess. Um, no, it's made in Mexico. It's, it is, yeah, Nava. Uh, it is made in the same brewery as most Corona in the United States. Oh, okay. Funny enough, Elizabeth Warren's dad owned it. Who's that? I can't tell if you're joking or not, and that's hilarious that he said, who's that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> right after Brian Williams' grandpa owned it, actually. That's... Is that before or after he was hit by a Tomahawk missile in his butthole? Right right before he took that helicopter trip in uh, Benghazi. In, in Nam. He uh, got shot down by Hillary Clinton. Did you not hear about this? Yeah. It was <laughs> Donald Trump Jr.'s emails shot Brian Williams in the butthole with a Tomahawk missile. And then Obama came and took all their birth certificates away. It was the weirdest thing. Definitely. You know, and then, uh, never mind. Yeah. Fuck it. Whatever. Couldn't even. Something couldn't about even. Paul Ryan jacking off on somebody. Uh, Frank. No, Mitch McConnell came and fucking no, he came his way into the scene Mitch, as he does. That that statement is kin kin to be. That statement has not been true since 1984. Okay, he is Mitch McConnell has never come. Yeah, he, in actually, any of our he lives. rides a scooter. He rides a scooter in rabbit mode. In rabbit mode, Mitch McConnell. <laughs> Mitch Mc- always wanted to be the hare, never the turtle. <laughs> Old Mitchy boy ain't busted a nut in any of our lifetimes. We can all agree on that. <laughs> Yeah, imagining that man having any sort of intercourse is just it would blow your eh, mind eh, eh. <laughs> <laughs> little chin recessed into his chin yeah no it's ridiculous he makes dolphin noises as he jizz okay you know what enough about old man come frank what are you <laughs> speaking of old man come frank what are you drinking <laughs> good god uh, so, um, you know, I think we'll get to it on the cast tonight, but sadly enjoying my... Oh, actually, you know what? Live. Hold on. Don't don't tell us. Uh, let me get to cover mine, and then we can lead right into it. Um, oh, okay, okay. Because okay. mine is fun and exciting. Uh, <clears throat> I am drinking a Turning Point beer that I sent to y'all on the, uh, on the old telegrams. Funny enough, what, what, what did you leave out about Turning Point last time? 
that they were oh they were in a they're not only are they in a strip mall but they're next door to a church <laughs> share a wall with it <laughs> they share a wall with a church i did forget about that because and it's not like well i mean it's a strip mall church so they were like a church in montgomery ward so how godly is that Really? The most godly. It is yeah. they have departments of worship. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, I don't I it is weird because every time I drive by there, there's like fucking right here we we, we specifically worship infant baby Jesus. Infant okay. baby Jesus. Here's the infant baby Jesus section. Here is the here is the home. This is the bathroom section. Uh, this is where yeah. you can get soap dispensers. If you uh, haven't studied yeah. infant baby Jesus for six years, you cannot move on to tween preteen baby Jesus. It was a real tough time in Jesus's life. He had a lot of ups and downs. He was very angry yeah. at everybody. Uh, you're never going to like me anyway. Yeah, he, <laughs> Mr. Pastor, why does a teen, why does baby Jesus uh, studying uh, cease to exist after like 31 uh, what what it's like contemporary? We'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. There's a whole holiday we celebrate. Contemporary adult Jesus. Yeah. Um. The the teen Jesus has got a really good praise and worship section though. I no. feel so bad. I've been so jaded. It's just uh, don't throw a boxcar racer on the <laughs> around, Brian. Dad never loved me anyway. Like, Come back to Israel. <laughs> Um. Anyway, so what I'm drinking tonight is some turning point. <laughs> it is Burt Macklin, their triple IPA. Um, and the description on the can is what always cracks me up. Ever been framed for a crime you didn't commit? This retired FBI agent has triple IPA with blood orange too dangerous for the Pawnee Police Department. I feel like that's pretty solid shit right yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, that's perfect. Parks and Rec ref, everything. Eifer. Yep. Burt that's Macklin, really, FBI. Okay, Frank, you were drinking a quote-unquote problematic beer tonight, so go ahead and tell the people what you're um, drinking. <laughs> problematic. More disappointed. Get your shit straight, but no, I'm not drinking is... you ever again. Yeah. Um, I'm having one of the two bottles of Founder CBS. I'm not, obviously not going to finish the bottle. That would be like drinking a whole bottle, bottle of, of wine, wine, obviously. Yeah, it's about what, 13%, 12%? Uh, 12. Yeah. So I'm having, yeah, I'm still... Pretty much in my glass. Um, so this is the Imperial Stout brewed with chocolate coffee aged in maple syrup bourbon barrels. So I'm assuming they get the um, the barrels from Kentucky. I don't know. Like, do you have to get Kentucky bourbon barrels? Well, I mean, <clears throat> I mean, bourbon is just the designation of, you know, what type of spirit goes into it for the amount of time but <clears throat> i think the main deal is they get it from a maple like producer that ages Got their it. syrup in bourbon barrels ah uh, okay okay that makes a lot more sense now yeah all right so probably from vermont or something yeah or, or canadia i don't know well no it says barrel aged product of the u.s so well i guess yeah that doesn't mean shit doesn't so mean dick anyways <laughs> i'll tell you <laughs> this is good um, this is good, but once again, right, you got the whole, like, this was actually brewed on the 1st of October, so Tracy was still an employee. Uh, and... yeah, he's still getting racist shit thrown at him, which, do you want to go ahead and explain <laughs> why there's an issue? Because I, like, I think everybody else on this cast had no idea that there was a controversy, controversy happening within the Founders Brewing Company up until this week. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you'd be hard-pressed to find very many 
individuals knowing about this, but if you're at all tuned into the beer blogging world, podcast world, really, um, you'll know that Founders has been not accused, but has admitted to a racist work environment. The only thing that they couldn't admit to was the printers being called black printer and white printer. Now, here's the thing. If you are called the N-word at work and everything, why would you make that bit up? Like, yeah. there's no, you already have enough ammo. There's no like reason to go and say, <laughs> oh, and by the way, this went further. The printers, not the bathrooms, the printers were segregated. Right. Come on. Like, this is not <laughs> something this guy sat and was like, oh, how could I really get him? I had to walk two flights upstairs to get my printing paper. Like, no, yeah. fuck you, man. No, you had a black printer and a white printer. And it was not just uh, that open. It was black, or not even that, um, like, open to interpretation. It was black guy printer, white guy yeah. printer. Oh, okay. I was thinking, like, black and white. Advocate. No. Maybe one printer's color no. was black and the oh, other no. one was. I did not realize no. it was black man printer, white man printer. Black guy yeah, printer, and it was, white it was guy the. Printer. It was the title of the printer, and then apparently yeah. someone had put, like, a piece of paper on the printer. Like, well, like you know, you try to, like. Maker? Yeah. Yeah, like when you try to find a printer in the office, it can be quite difficult. Right. So you have to label the printer as well as the network name, the printer, right? right? Like, and they've got a match. So apparently both said black man or black guy printer and white guy printer. And the white guy printer was used by the executives, which makes it even more abhorrent because uh, the executives clearly knew that the black guy printer existed. Yep. And then, so, uh, you know, and that's on top of all the uh, in- the, the multiple N-words. Yeah. And, and not just one employee doing it, like... It's yeah, multiple or three different instances that this guy was willing to come forward about. Now think about the number of times this has happened. So when he was yeah. when knowing, he was, hold on, knowing white people, right? I know, I know, I know. The other white people, I fucks with white this, people. He's probably like the three instances where the black guy was present was probably an accident. The rest of the time, he was just the N word to all of them, right? Or like, a good chunk of them, and everyone else was like, "Oh, Paul, like no, fuck anything, you." Yeah. Oh, Paul's just always going to be the racist asshole. It's fine. Uh, he speaks the truth. No, he's a fucking dickhead. Um, there was the 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 instances of uh, people getting... Uh, Goddamn, why am I not... Fucking promotions. Jesus Christ. Sorry, guys. Uh, two, oh, yeah, people getting, people, uh, two people getting promoted, and the two people he got promoted for the positions that he applied for as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and they'd been there shorter and had he had, worse performance. And he had actually trained them. Oh, also, they had separate fireball offenses weeks up leading to the promotion. Did you read what those were? Oh, those were good. Those were good ones. So one of the guys um, basically got a... I don't know if he got a DUI or just got into an accident while intoxicated. Um, And then the other guy, this one, classy, classy move, exposed his genitals to uh, people at a pint night. And... (laughs) Just kid stuff. Just, you know, boys being boys, whipping his <laughs> balls out at a fucking public event. What an asshole. You know what? We should promote that fucking dickhead. You know, he's just uh, going to be the wild and crazy guy. I'm sure he's going to be a good production supervisor. Fuck you. So, so I gave him a hand job. So, hey, that, you know what? We're going to get into that in a second. And that, I fucking, that's one of my grinds my gears tonight. That fucking, anyway. So let's just finish up with, with Founders. Uh, so the article. The article that I sent to the to the gents on the podcast, the article was not necessarily it, it, it drew my attention to the issue, and I wanted to share that with y'all. But the article itself called out the um, 
it's kind of the issues that we have in the beer society, but society at large in that there have been a lot of instances in the last couple of weeks of misogyny and some like, you know, I don't know, just blatant issues um, in the beer world and how a lot of beer, beer, for lack of a better term, beer advocates have jumped on the misogyny and the bullshit. And uh, I don't know what Frank was trying to show me. I don't know. What I don't either. Happened. That was bizarre. Um, but the, the, the blog called out the fact that, hey, this, this founders thing has been happening since October and ain't nobody know about it. Like so, when we get all butthurt about misogyny and and uh, bad shit happening to women, like lest we forget the fact that that bad shit happens to minorities all all the fucking time, and it literally goes unnoticed even in a small t- tight knit community like beer lovers. Yeah, but see, the problem is is like, <clears throat> so you bring it up, and there's two two reactions. There are the people who are good quality human beings yeah. who say, oh yeah, this is a problem. And obviously if you put it succinctly like this guy did in a very well-written article. It was a woman. <clears throat> uh, yeah. Sorry, sorry, it was a lady, yes. Um, but very well-written article. The guy who edited it was was Ooh, like... Oh, I don't... This is getting into a weird place now. I don't know no, 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 that's where I remember the guy. Okay, but anyway, go ahead. It was, that's the reason I thought it was written by a guy. I'm sorry, I didn't mean that. But yeah, so it was well-written... <clears throat> And your response could either be like, I'm a just asshole and I don't want to acknowledge that it's incorrect for this to even be admitted to in a workplace, let alone the person still being on staff after this was admitted to. Yeah. Right. Like it says something about the corporation. So then your response can be, okay, this is a really bad thing or, oh, but I mean, it's kind of beer culture and we need to fix it. And really the most, like important thing is how do we view the the like all the other externalities within beer culture and while those things are important and while we do need to have conversations about it this is a company that had racists employed okay had the opportunity to move on from said racists and then said oops we're going to discipline them with some fucking Michael Scott uh, diversity <laughs> training yeah diversity training right so <laughs> Oh, it's, damn it. Am I a woman? And that's that's how it ends. <laughs> it's, it's I try to say the same joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Brown, I'm not going to call you that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> Sorry. It's absolutely. It's disgusting, right? It like is. it's not it's not it's not fair to expect your customer base to stick up for you or just stick. It does, beer is beer. There's no. It's the behavior that they supported, that they tried to hide, that they still don't want to admit to. So if you saw their responses to this lady and her blog post, they're generic. They're completely unpersonal. Like, right. I, I mean, you've got an opportunity here to save some face, but you're doing PR bullshit. And fine. I mean, if people want to keep buying your beer, that's fine. I'm out. Like, these are my last two founders beers in the house. Yep. And you've They'll had them since. I yeah, I was going to say, you've had them since January, I think, when we talked about yeah. it on the podcast. No, no. These, these are from October, actually. I bought well, them no, like. But that's what I was saying. You bought them January because it was this year that yeah. we talked about them on the podcast. Sorry. Yes, yes, yes. I bought my first one in like November and then I bought right. some for your birthday in January. That's right. But like that's it's one of those things. It kind of goes back to uh, Mrs. Brian and I had a pretty tough discussion, and I got I got frustrated. Um, and then when I realized why I was frustrated, I was like, oh, okay, 
let's let this let's let's unpack this um about the NFL in general and how you know like if if we don't agree with the things that the NFL does and we choose to still watch the NFL like what is that what is that saying about our judgment and you know for us it's a lot more personal because Mrs. Bryan is very passionate about the uh, the equal treatment of people and the fucking blatant disregard for treatment of other people. And, yeah, yeah. and it's one of those things like it's uncomfortable because I don't want to, like, I want to still participate and still watch the NFL. But at the same time, yeah. like you can't, you can't do both. Um, you can't watch something that is, you can't like in this case, you can't enjoy something that is knowingly against what you believe in morally. And that's one of those like really fucking tough decisions, but it's one of those decisions that like, it's not that tough when you look at it from a moral standpoint. It's tough when you look at it from a comfortability standpoint. Yeah. No, this is equivalent to that. I don't, I don't disagree. I mean, I think that's a good equivocation. I think where the NFL gets a little bit more different is the relatability, right? Like, but it's, it's, it's fairly unrelatable for me to say the difference between a $700,000 paycheck and a $1.5 million paycheck, right? On a given year when you're probably outside going to be making 30 grand flipping burgers. Yeah. We, 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 we talk about it. Not as that we talk about it as uh, Colin Kaepernick still not employed by anyone in the NFL for no fucking reason. Yeah. So, but he did get a settlement, right? But that's, that's system did play its role. But then that's still like, why did the justice system like in this case? So founders case, um, the man, the former employee is suing founders for discrimination and, yeah. and poor workplace. Like, so that is the justice system working, but it's still not, doesn't settle the fact that I can drink founders beer without feeling any negativity toward the way founders behaves. You know what no, I mean? That's, abso- that's absolutely accurate. I mean, I think the, 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 it, that is, that's a very good equivocation. I think the, the, the difference is a little bit more um, kind of, I think it's more gray in the scenario of the NFL than it is in the scenario of founders, right? Like the NFL is a massive corporation with like 32 different silos, right? And it, once Colin Kaepernick became a thing, it became more than about the, like it became a decision between losing half your fan base just to employ him. The organization at fault in that whole scenario is the 49ers, right? And the way they behaved and their reaction to the kneeling and all of that stuff. Beyond the 49ers, the collusion between owners, as far as I know, the settlement happened between like the the 49ers and four or five owners that had an opportunity to sign him and didn't want to sign. That there was, but and and I'm with you 100. percent no, I'm not making an excuse. Like the, the, it's it's bullshit. It should never happen, and it is the same as this, absolutely. But it's it's a little bit more. I know there's a there's a lot of, a lot a lot more to the, the NFL situation. But when I started, you know, having this because I again having this argument with Mrs. Bryan was not necessarily like I said. It was more of a an argument about comfortability. Like I wasn't comfortable with the change that if I am supporting what I say I'm supporting, like the change that has to be you know, equated to that. And as I was making my arguments, <laughs> it was like, I, she started pointing out the, 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 the rest of the issue, which is, you know, I have a problem with, uh, you know, brain trauma and the, 
the lack of aftercare uh, once yeah. an NFL player leaves leaves professional football, and how that is. I mean, you're you're literally using someone's body and their life, and you know, yeah. sure, you pay them millions of dollars, but that does not equip. Like, you can pay soldiers millions of dollars, but if they get shot, like you still like if they're like paralyzed for the rest of their lives, you still have to take care of them. You know what I mean? And like in the NFL, not the case. We pay them millions of dollars so they can take care of themselves after. Not our problem. And they just leave. Like, well, they, I mean, they do have like Medicare afterwards. They do, but they yeah, don't, they've, they don't. Got, they've got like, I think if in the NFL, I think if you're there for 10 years, you get a pension. Yeah. But the average it's career is like four kind of like MLB, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, I, I see what you're saying. I kind of think of it like a lot of like, I don't know if anyone, if you guys are aware of like what Ryan Adams is going through right now. Um, Child muster. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I was, um, I was having this conversation with, uh, um, with E like, I, I, I can't listen to him without thinking now. Like, yeah, you, um, you forced, like you imposed yourself on these 14 year olds in a manner in which you're like, I have all of the power. If you do anything wrong, yeah. I can actually like ruin you and make sure that you never get into the music business. Well, I mean, that's so R like, Kelly you're naked. And yeah. when you hop on Skype and talk to me, it's just, I, I, I don't know if I'll be able to ever shake that. Oh, I mean, that's the way image. and it's the same way. Like now that when I go to, you know, Fastler here in Tulsa and I see an all day staring at me, I'm going to be like, no, nah, go ahead. Give me that F five. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I, that's... And I, I mean, so Brian, I think your, your, your statement is correct, right? Like, so I, I think there's a level of comfortability that's involved, but it's also the, um, the involvement that you've had in the sport previous or sports like it. Oh, right? yeah. So, so for me, I played rugby. I understand the danger. I had four concussions before I finally called it quits, quits in rugby. This actually explains a lot, and you mispronouncing quits even just yeah, fucking nails so, it. <laughs> I mean, but it's not it's not something that like it, it, when you suit up, you know what the you know what the risks field, are. Yes, you know, and we didn't know that concussions had such a severe long term. Or effect. the fact that uh, concussions aren't even the biggest issue. Like it's the yeah. minor minor constant collisions. Yeah. So, so the the biggest problem that I have with it is hindsight's twenty twenty. Um, what are what are these sports doing going forward? I feel as though the NFL is trying. I think they're doing pretty awful at like actually understanding the. So the biggest problem with the NFL is the tackle. Okay, and if they just got rid of the fucking pads and gave him leather helmets, you'd be in a much better situation league-wide. Hey, I mean, I felt uh, like I had some perfect form tackles playing in Wynn's backyard in Oklahoma State with no pads on. I mean, yeah. I was dropping motherfuckers left and right, chipping your tooth. I uh, took God, down... Remember KG... Yeah, I did. did not, remember when I, I took down... You. you never chipped my tooth, Remember, did. Remember when I took down KG? Everybody was like, oh, the rumbling, oh, stumbling, and I God. lit his low IQ God. ass up, son. <laughs> yeah, every... yeah. I, you talk about his IQ now. Hey, um, he caught so, more balls than I did at Oklahoma State baseball games. So any, wow, Brian. So, anyway, <laughs> he wore a fucking helmet. When it comes to football, right? So rugby doesn't have nearly this major of a problem because you you are constantly in motion. You cannot put this much force into a, a single tackle. You will right. 
literally be on the field for 10 minutes and gas yourself out. Right. So, yeah, because the average the average football game contains like four minutes of actual like activity on defense. Yeah. And offense, respectively. Mm hmm. So in, in, in rugby, it's 80 minutes straight, nonstop. You see a couple of 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 tackles that you'd be like, ooh, man, that must have really hurt. But those are like most a, of those, won a game and they're with substitutes. <laughs> and, and most of those tackles are illegal and they get flagged and the person gets suspended the next game. Like, yeah. if you don't try to wrap up in rugby, you're out. Like, you will get kicked out of the game doing it. And if football just employed that rule, if football went back and they said, lessen the pads, lessen the coverage that the helmets provide you, and teach form tackling. So you have to make an attempt to wrap up. This whole shoulder charge bullshit Mm -hmm. has been the main problem the NFL has had. If you cannot lead with your shoulder and you have to wrap, your head will not go where it's going today. It's impossible. You have to keep your head to the side or up against the person's body. If you do what they do, they will literally break their neck. So it's, it's complete bullshit the way that they pretend as though... The tackle is what it is, and there's lots of things that they can do to enhance the game, and that part frustrates me a well, lot. All, all that aside, all that aside, what I, the point I was making is, like, I can start running down all these lists of things that I'm concerned with with the NFL in general, like the fact there's no guaranteed contracts for rookies, yeah. the fact that there are essentially no minor leagues, the fact that they have met, have gotten with the NCAA and basically fucked people coming straight out of high school to play college ball or play pro ball, which again, whatever, take that as you will. I understand that grown ass men playing football is a lot different than a fucking child coming and playing football, but all that aside, I, there's still some fuckery happening with the NCAA. Like that makes me, that bums me out. And like all these things that pile up, like I, I, I'm like, you know, I, I know Villem and I talked about it at the beginning of the football season. Like it sucks watching football now. I love watching football, but it sucks because I can't enjoy it. So that's why I got pumped about the AAF. And holy shit, did you see the news this week about the <laughs> Alliance American Football League or whatever the fuck it is? I did not. Holy shit. They need like $300,000 to hit payroll or else they're going to have to close the doors. (laughs) It's something atrocious. Like they need so much money. Like who fucking wrote up your business plan? Uh, Uh, Ed McMahon, right? Ed McMahon? No. (laughs) You're talking about Vince and that's the XFL. That's the XFL. He already went through this once. Okay, so here we go. He he hates me. He hates me. Does Trump want to get back in? Didn't he do the USFL? He had the AFL. Trump's probably sitting in the White House saying, you know. Oh, I'm sorry. Tomorrow morning about the fact that I could cover payroll for the AAFL or whatever. Uh -uh. Real quick, I fucked up. Not $300,000. running. (laughs) Here's the headline. Here's the headline. Uh, AAF needs an emergency $250 million advancement (laughs) to make payroll in week two. (laughs) (laughs) What math did we do here, people? Like, what the fuck happened? How did Where you... was this money going to come from? I don't know. Did you Concessions f- forget... and tickets, right? <laughs> they're going to buy the fuck out of these nachos. <laughs> like, but two... We're really going to need to start charging them $10 a nacho. <laughs> <laughs> and mandatory two nacho lim- minimum on everybody. <laughs> do you like this product on the field? You have to buy them at the gate. The nachos are one, you... one chip with a cheese on it. That's it. You hand the person your ticket. And then you are forced to spend twenty dollars on two nachos, <laughs> dude. I don't and, I, uh, and purchase re-entry to the game. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> give you a right to 
buy a ticket. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. You can't eat inside. You have to eat outside. Breaking. And buy your way back in. The AAF uh, disputes the report. <laughs> well, of course. They're not going to tell their players, by the way, if you see it up Sunday, you might not get You might not get paid on Monday. Dude. Wow. <laughs> the, okay, so. Did you hear? Okay, so you know what the AAF, like, why they have the talent that they have, right? Everyone in the league gets paid the exact same amount of money. Everybody makes seventy thousand dollars in a year. That's it. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Wow, I fucking read that wrong completely. Every player in the league is reportedly on a two hundred fifty thousand dollars non guaranteed three year salary. Okay, so that's not bad. But apparently, yeah. But I mean, two hundred fifty million monopoly dollars. <laughs> like, what are we paying? Two hundred fifty million pesos. I don't know yeah. what the fuck we doing. I, it's still ridiculous, dude. Yeah, I mean it's it's eighty three point three repeating. I, yeah. so, I you know you're I, making eighty three grand a year for three years, for three years, and not guaranteed that three years. No, <laughs> like, apparently, apparently not, guaranteed not guaranteed three weeks. Two weeks. Damn it! Damn it! They're <laughs> <laughs> both going the same way. Damn it! Oh my god, man! <sighs> how do you think uh, fucking Trevor Knight feels right now? Uh, who the fuck is Trevor Knight? Uh, who's that? He's the OU quarterback, but he's a quarterback in like Birmingham right now or whatever. One of the pros. All I got to say is if you think that playing football in Birmingham, Alabama is your fucking peak, go yeah, ahead go and dream. Go ahead and fucking walk into the Gulf of Mexico. Just keep walking. <laughs> just fucking just walk. I, walk until yeah, you don't see land. Yeah. And then <laughs> just, you stay on the phone so that we know when your feet sweat. Yeah. And then. <laughs> Fucking put that's your head it, underwater. Keep walking. Keep walking. Put your head I underwater and tell me what the seaweed smells like. <laughs> Full shark territory. So the further you go, the better off we all <laughs> are. Oh, dude. Let me just tell you right now, that motherfucker's getting sucked in by oil, just sitting on the surface of the water. He's not going to make it. You know they've loosened up so many regulations. There's no way. <laughs> here's a fucking, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Here's some dish soap. <laughs> here's some Dawn. Get <laughs> yeah, it out of your dawn. leg hair. Yeah, it's, it works on the penguins, asshole. <laughs> Uh fucking a yeah. Make a little dish soap circle right around. <laughs> he just keeps walking, <laughs> keep walking, asshole. Uh, oh, you got a little oil bubble hey, bath. Going listen up, listen up, Trev. We're gonna need to lighten up this salary cap. We need about eighty grand to pay the cheerleaders. <laughs> hey, hey, Trevor, can you walk back just a little bit? All right, this is about perfect for lighter darts. <laughs> yeah, light them up. <laughs> Uh, fallout boy song plays and we're done all right so he's on fire so we've addressed that the aaf is kind of a letdown not gonna lie i watched uh two games and i did not see a fucking touchdown i'm not kidding you <laughs> you are literally put putting like legit defenses against yes against shitty offense. yeah like the backup quarterbacks in the nfl would be the mvp for the also let's just address the fact that they set a rule that you can't rush more than five or six at a time, okay? Oh, no, it's Canadian football? No, better. Well, at yeah. least in Canadian football, you can fucking have forward motion when you cross the line of scrimmage. Like, that's fucking dope, yeah. man. That's NFL blitz shit right there. Like, that is. Yeah, that should be an NFL rule. Minus <laughs> the suplexes. Uh, <laughs> depends on it, which Ravens game you're watching. Is Ray yeah. Lewis on the field? He's suplexing somebody. <laughs> and then stabbing some lady on the sidelines. But no, so you can't rush that many people yet. How the fuck are you scoring no yeah. touchdowns? Yeah, okay, first off, that's that's a very good point. Like, how is your offense that terrible that you can't, like, 
I, I also understand that defenses are way easier to run, like to run a simple defense to block a lot of complex offenses. I get it. But also fucking try. I don't know what to tell you. Like run the goddamn yeah. ball. Run the goddamn ball. <laughs> like if you can't throw, which every quarterback that I saw, like all four quarterbacks that I saw, it looked like they were throwing, playing backyard football. Like I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Brian, Brian, San Antonio has a team. Uh, yeah, I know. And, and remember Birmingham, there, Alabama? We talked about it. It's fucking terrible. 30,000 30, people showed up to the game. By the way, hey, okay. Daryl Booth Johnston, the uh, former Cowboy great, is their GM or coach, something like that. God damn it. That's why he left Fox. Hey, Bill Cosby has an honorary doctorate, okay? And he fucked, he's fucks people against their will, okay? So Moose well, Johnston. I'm, I'm not being... comparing the Moose to <laughs> Bill Cosby. No, but Jesus. what I'm saying is let's, let's fucking make sure that we have some credentials before we uh, 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 pay homage. I know he so could. I believe Moose Johnson was the. He was a badass f- presenter for the Detroit Lions, so he's never seen a good football team. <laughs> no, he was on the Cowboys. Johnson was a Cowboy. Yeah, he was a fullback sure for the. Three Super Bowl rings. Yeah, he's. Okay. He ombre. He stood in front. He's in the booth, guy. For no, he's yeah, he sniffed like, fucking like him and Mike Allstott. <laughs> yeah, he yeah, hasn't seen like, a good no, fucking man, no football game I've never like, seen. <laughs> <laughs> so all that booth was. It's no wonder he fucking fourteen <laughs> IQ points shared between the two of them. It's the big skin back in It's good. Matthew Stafford got hurt. Damn, man, I can't believe he got I hurt. Uh, Mike, you think the uh, Lions have a running game yet? Mike Allstott just rips the table in half because he was on roids in the early 2000s and no one said anything about it. He's you know, and all Moose, all Moose ever said, I still recall, is like, the Lions haven't had a hundred yard rusher in ten years. <laughs> and he would always just like add a year to <laughs> thirty-five like, years. God damn it. Can you find so something else about the fucking Lions running game instead of just shitting on you them just, the whole time? You hear him Rummage. running through rummaging through papers. He's like, yeah. um guys, guys, I got guys, a rushing got stat here. I got a rushing stat. Yeah, I don't need to wor- don't worry about me in the rushing game, okay? <laughs> I've got it. He's Let's like talk passing. Let's talk Stafford to Calvin Johnson, period. He's like, okay. I got all my Stafford notes here. Stafford gets hurt like he always does. <laughs> Fuck. I got rushing. That's all I, I even got. I have the backup quarterback's <laughs> name. Look at this. I, I got his name as number four. I don't know. That's <laughs> I also suffered brain damage. I don't know if you saw how the Cowboys played in the early '90s, but I had to I had to stand in the way for Emmett Smith a lot, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I used to so, be called Emmett Smith's breath catch. That's what I was. <laughs> All right. Is anybody drinking anything yeah. different? Because I am. No, I'm on the same thing. Well, yeah, of course, me, yeah. me too. I got an 18 of this Modelo that. Oh shit! Okay. E and I are crushing tonight. Um, so. Troy, <laughs> Troy, I bought something that I, I should have taken a picture of it. Um, down here in Tejas, they have mm-hmm. uh, 12 pack, eight ounce cans of Coors Light. <laughs> it's the cute. It's the cutest goddamn thing I've ever seen. Because like a V8. Yeah, because you can get them for like five dollars for a 12 pack. <laughs> Oh no shit! Yeah, so I bought sign a, me up. I bought a twelver, and I literally drank All a right. can in one sip, and I was like, "Ah, shit, this is a problem." <laughs> <laughs> you should uh, shotgun it next time. Oh, I'll, I'll shotgun too. I'll see if we can <laughs> two at the same time. I'll see if we can get when Parker and Frank come down. I'll see if I can get some video of me shotgunning two eight ounce cans like a goddamn badass. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> well, you know the anniversary cast. I'll be the Texas rattlesnake, but like the Texas. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'll stand up on the I'll stand up on the retaining wall in my backyard and fucking chug two eight ounce Coors Lights. Not wait for this. Uh, I will buy you a folding table and send it down with Parker. I'll jump through so it so that you... once you do that, you can just jump on it and crush it. I buy me a good one that way. I bounce off like the, like no, the right. Buffalo Bills do. Yeah, buy the cheapest one and we'll put a mattress pad underneath it. So nah. Oh, there you go. Can we light the mattress on fire for no reason like they do in Buffalo? Because I really want to relive my life. Absolutely. Like I'll send you a trash can too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking A. I'm having way too much fun Just tonight. Light everything on fire with your bowl of chili. <laughs> <laughs> my ugly girlfriend who will come in at the last second for no fucking reason and fall down. Oh my god, that's Chris Stratus. <laughs> Oh my god, it's like a goddamn train wreck. <laughs> and it's the girlfriend just coming into frame. <laughs> yeah. How does that man okay so I fucking love Jim Ross broadcast with JR and <laughs> Troy is bright red. Troy is bright fucking red. <laughs> How big of a pool of spit do you think was underneath these guys' mic? I don't know. Troy, what got you what got you what got you crying? <laughs> Oh, Frank's impression of JR. <laughs> oh, it's a, it's a goddamn slobber knocker. <laughs> the Spanish announce table's gone. It's gone, King. It's gone. It was always the Spanish announcer table. Oh, too. man. No, he was, no. He was the best thing. Oh, my God. Apparently, his book, his biography that he wrote, which was called Slobberknocker, is apparently <laughs> the best goddamn thing ever. And I want if, I want it to be on audiobook, and I want him to read it. Yeah. He's the fucking best. He is the... He's the... My number one OU fan. Like, if I had to watch <laughs> OU football... One of the greatest... Yeah. He's one of the greatest sports announcers, period. Like, Dude, I wish he would call it was all scripted. It was hilarious. If he would call OU football, I would fucking watch every OU game. Absolutely. This is like when they put Pat McAfee on the fucking on the Packers cast. <laughs> that <laughs> reminded me exactly of Jr. I was like, oh my god, this is perfect. He literally this called is- touchdown on that fake yeah. field goal pass. To uh, he goes, oh touchdown, touchdown, and then he catches it. And he- <laughs> oh my god, for the brand, <laughs> for the brand. Look at that. Look at that. I, dude, I fucking oh, All right. man. Okay, I'm drinking something so, different. Can I? Can I cover? Oh. Brian, what are you drinking? So I am drinking a beer called Saint uh, from Saint Elmo Brewing. It's called Champ. Um, Frank, I don't know if you've heard of Saint Elmo Brewing, but it is. I've heard lots of good things. It is very good. It is down in Austin, Tejas. Um, it's a very small brewery. Yeah. Yeah, I technically I guess it's in St. Elmo, Texas, but it's made it started by no, a couple. It's not, it's not. It's on South Congress. Okay. Uh it yeah. was uh it was started by a couple of former uh Austin brewers. I forget where they brewed, but I want to say it was uh ABGB and Pinehouse. I don't know. There's two former brewers uh from major breweries in Austin got together, started brewing beer at St. Elmo. This is Champ. This is a brute IPA. So you can see it's nice and pale. It is very, very dry. It is very, very good. Uh, 7% alcohol. Nice. Like, there's no bitterness here. A lot of, like, uh, bready aromas. So I can tell they're using really high-quality malt. This beer is really fucking good. This is one of my uh, birthday beers that uh, my buddy John uh, brought me last how week. Did you, so how did he obtain it? He came down. <clears throat> Actually, I think he um, did a beer trade with some people 
uh, at some Austin breweries that we can talk about maybe when you come up next week. Because um, yeah. I don't know how how willing they are to have that discussed openly, but because um, he brought me, he sent me some other stuff that is uh, very much uh, little R and D situations. So be sure to check out at No Beer Left Cast on Instagram for the picks and reviews of those specialty releases. As I yeah, well, them. if you if you've got any of these breweries that you want some stuff from, I'm free tomorrow. I can go electric freaking jellyfish. No. No, don't even start with that. That's bullshit beer. What? No, that's pretty yeah. cool. No, it's it's literally like the OG hazy IPA from Austin, and that's. Oh, yeah. I know it is. I know it's trash. I'm sorry. Okay. There are so many better beers. It's. Mm, I'm not bringing that shit. I'm sorry. Okay, so I think this would be a good time for me to talk about um, what I enjoy <laughs> about beer, and um, maybe yeah. I know you would like it, Brian. I'll bring you some. I fucking. Hate <laughs> <that>. <laughs> God damn it, uh, but boring. but here's the deal. Um, if if you have other stuff that you enjoy more, I'm I'm like, and that's that's the thing. That's why I tried to impress on people uh, when I meet them, when I give them beer. There, you know, I heard from my buddy Jay. He was like, you know, I, I don't want to bring you something that you don't like. I'm like, dude, I'm gonna like whatever it is you bring, and that's if true. you like it, I'm gonna like it that much more. If I've ha- if I've heard of it, if I've had it, and you tell me that you like it, and I'm like. Phew. Last time I had this beer, it kind of fucking sucked. If I taste it again and you're talking to me about it and I can see the qualities that you enjoy, I'm going to like that beer that much more. So Brian to beer is like Frank to wine. Like like Frank to numbers and shit. Well, wine too. I mean, there are very few wines. If you're serving me actual wine. Yes, I get you. I There are very few wines that I've never just thoroughly enjoyed. Um, I'm just going to play this. For what they are. Woo! All right, I'm down with that. I'm down. Whatever you bring me, I'm going to enjoy. We're going to have All a right. good time with it. Frank, do you have any Grinds My Gears? Ryan, I have two Grinds My Gears. Would you like me to play I, you in? I would love to. Troy, do you have any Grinds Your Gears? <laughs> Troy's muted. Okay, Troy's muting himself. <laughs> Pretty sure I have uh, one of the same Grind Your Gears. Oh, as okay. as Frank. Okay, all right, so I'll just... Well, let's roll it. All right, let me get... <clears throat> Me, 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 me. All right, give me a second. <clears throat> Frank and Troy. What's going to get you all fired up? It wasn't the best, but I tried. You know? I liked it. Okay. Frank, hit us with the first one. Okay. So I've got a bit of a, how would I put it? Erection. I've got an axe to grind okay. with the entire rodeo scene. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. The mutton races. Mutton, okay. mutton busting. Didn't see mutton races. I'm guessing that was probably less animal abusey than what I did watch. Yeah, it's kids holding onto the back of sheep for like 20 yards. It's, it's more kid abuse than anything else. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that I would have enjoyed. Um, I happen to... <clears throat> Yeah, so the mutton races were like the very first thing that they did. Um, I was still walking into the arena as this was going on. But <clears throat> we get to the arena and, you know, like the rodeo is fine. It's everybody's got the same attire on. I was not. I wore sneakers and a hoodie. So I was obviously standing out. But um, I showed up <clears throat> and... <clears throat> Excuse me. We get to our seats and they're doing calf roping. Now, if you've never seen calf roping in real life or you've never seen calf roping at all, it sounds 
like a sport. Calf roping is straight up animal abuse. Like there's no part of this that is at all. And, and you sit there and you're like, huh? Okay. So you're, you're releasing a calf from a chute. A guy comes up with a horse, goes about 10 yards, ropes this calf. This calf is sprinting at full speed to the other end of the arena where it can escape out the other gate and then gets reared back and flips on it on its back, like straight up, just slams onto the ground. And now this guy has to get off the horse and rope the legs together. And they let the calf sit there with its legs roped together for a good, I don't know, 10, 30 minute, just depending on how second, quickly the people come over to seconds, like, yeah. not 30 minutes. <laughs> that would be the no, no, no. lamest rodeo ever. Minute. <laughs> yeah, no, not 30 minutes, but 10 10 seconds, 30 seconds a minute, just depending, I guess, on how long it takes to score the rope. I have no idea. But then everybody's cheering based on the time it takes this guy to rope this calf. And I'm not kidding you. So he, he, he like ropes it. It flips on its back, slams down. Then he comes up to it and slams it down again and then ropes it. It's the most, it's so fucked up. I don't understand it. What I did, don't, why is this what a did, sport? What did Mrs. Frank have to say about it? Yeah, I I don't know, hun. What did you think about the calf roping? <laughs> huh? Pretty vulgar. Pretty yeah. vulgar. Okay. It, it's, the let me tell you, it's extremely uncomfortable to watch. The reason I ask is because you know how calf roping came about, right? I don't know. No. Okay. I don't, I don't know how anybody said, "Hey, let's take this cute animal and throw it like rope it and then fucking slam it." Like it's going full speed, Brian. Okay, so how how a lot of rodeo events started, and I'm gonna get real redneck on your asses. A lot of a lot of rodeo. Sorry, a lot of rodeo events started in the same way that track events started. It's how do you get from point A to point B in the fastest? So in rodeo, when you go and you uh, tie up a calf, that's really simulating what it's like to go out and brand a calf out in the herd. So it's how you how you approach a calf that's trying to run away from you. How quick can you get that calf under control? And how fast can you tie up its legs so you can get a brand on it? So make sure when it runs away, you know whose calf it is. Okay. Rodeo. Which, if you think, that that brings me to my point. If you think that tying a calf's legs up, um, that's what you're talking about. When you say he slams it, he slams it again after it's already had its head jerked back because it's been lassoed. That lasso is attached to a horse. Yeah. So the calf jerks back is on his side. The reason that the cowboy then flips it over to the other side is so he can properly rope its legs. If you think all that's bad, just wait until step two when they bring out a fucking bra- uh, an orange hot iron and stick it on his ass <laughs> to make a burn into his fucking hide. <laughs> I just listen. I'm not. I'm not trying to sound like Mr. Peta. I know you're but, not, but I just want to make sure that you know that I know the next I, steps in a calf's life. Yeah. Getting his feet tied up ain't that fucking bad. <laughs> The origination of this sport, I guess, it's the same it makes thing. Makes a with- lot of sense. I understand why. I don't understand why this is like a competition. It's it's um, same again. It's the same thing as all fucking other like sport, like time sport, is just trying to figure out like, hey, how fast can you get done? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Time sport has volunteers involved. Yeah, okay. those 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 cattle. They love it. <laughs> There's no calf that's they like, oh it. wow, I can't believe I'm at this big San Antonio. Rodeo. Hey, if you've if you've seen the movie Eight Seconds starring Luke, uh, fucking, 
whatever his name is. Uh, God, what the fuck? You know, is I'd name? rather watch an entire night of bull bucking and horse bucking. Oh yeah, because every now and then or the, the racing. Well, barrel like, racing is is fun until you see a horse break its leg, and then it's not fucking well, fun sure. anymore. Well, yeah, that's the same with horse racing. Breaking mm-hmm. legs are always part of the, the yeah. horse sport. Uh, but when you yeah, when you look at when you watch when you watch uh, how can you how long can you stay on their back uh, events? That's always fun because every now and then a fucking bull will kick some dude in the head, and it's like yeah, fuck yeah, yeah. let's do this. <laughs> I mean, most of the time I'm cheering for the bull, but it's fine. Like yeah. it's it's a loaded up testosterone. Luke, bull. It's the competition's completely fair. You throw a little like six-month-old calf out there and go, "Why don't you run on the other side? Let's just fucking rope you so you can just be tied up with your legs." And it. sorry, you make them sound dumb. I make them sound I'm, cool. It is very dumb. It's completely dumb. Hey, completely. Have you ever tried sport. to? Have you ever tried to? Have you lassoed anything with a with a roping Brian, rope? Brian, Brian, it's really hard. And also. <laughs> I can't and understand all, why. Well, no, it's the same thing. Why would you go do CrossFit? I have video games. This is a fucking skill. There's a physical action to it. Also, have you ever been roped? Because my brother one time roped me. <laughs> he told me to take off running and threw a lasso, and it caught around my neck. And guess what? <laughs> Brian went down fucking hard. <laughs> yeah, imagine my brother. Um, my brother threw it, and there's 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 very there's a lot of fucking skill that goes into that. And team roping. Did did they have that last night? at the rodeo uh, brian i was so team roping is my calf roping team roping they have a calf but team roping there's two dudes on horses one dude has to lasso around the head and another dude has to skip a lasso under the back legs of the calf and fucking tighten it up and that shit is a goddamn skill i don't give a shit what you say how painful it well, is on the calf it's a Actually, fucking skill <laughs> I don't I don't doubt that, but they did team I don't think it was calves, but it was team roping. They did do team roping. Um and then if you only get one leg, you get like a point deduction yeah. actually. Yeah. It's like yeah, so frowned upon. It's Brian, like stepping on I the free three point one. I will tell you, okay, I understand one man versus a bull, one man versus a bucking bronco, one man versus or woman. Or one <laughs> one man or woman, yeah. Well, I mean, there weren't any female rodeo contestants. Imagine that in no, San Antonio. Uh, yeah. Barrel racing was all females. Right. Number but, one racist town in the world, San Antonio. I, I believe that. It's pretty shit. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, so barrel racing, right? Like, skill. I don't understand this thing where we go, oh, yo, let's put this fucking pigeon out there so we can see how fast he can shoot it. What? I don't get it. It, it, it's, it's, it's the same principle, right? Like, like a clay they, pigeon? Sh- or a clay pigeon or a no. bird? You know, do you okay? You know, back in the day, the Brits actually used to shoot pigeons. They would release them instead of clay skeet. Right. Got okay. and they started doing clay pigeons. Right. Okay. okay. To me, go rope something. Right. Put something on a track. Rope it. Rope it underneath its feet and just do that and leave the fucking bull who just is chilling, <laughs> like trying to get to the other side of the arena out of it. Like there are other ways you can you can judge this sport and get the same end result, and you don't have to do it with a calf running at full on like thirty miles an hour across the ring and getting go. Oh, I don't yep, know. Okay, all I'm, I'm say- back again for the third time tonight. Like all, I, all I'm going to say is this: I took my dog in one time to the vet. Okay, and okay, the vet bye. the vet looked at it and they said, "Has has your dog doing?" I'm like, "He's not doing well." And they were like, "Okay," and I they see that they took his little head this is boomerang the the beagle they took his yeah. little head and they twisted it to where his nose lined up with his fucking spine and i said holy shit and they 
and the vet goes it's perfectly fine we're just making sure he doesn't have any stiffness and i was like holy but his fucking head is facing the wrong way and the vet was like it's fine and i was like okay apparently animals are all right <laughs> they can fucking put up with way more shit than i can yeah it's all i'm gonna say higher That's pain threshold all i'm gonna say or the fact that they're they don't fucking it doesn't bother them all i'm yeah, gonna say okay mm-hmm. I'm yeah. telling you, no, I've never seen a calf so scared as one that just got. Oh, oh you mean a calf that no, was shoved in a metal chute and then let go? I, <laughs> like, yeah, just a fucking rock bottomed in the middle of the ring. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I get what I get what what Frank is saying because I've been to like the Houston rodeo well, where I mean it, it's the way that they have to fall off their whole like one they're practically almost riding like not side saddle but. They're like leaning down so far. Then you put this little calf in a headlock and you just fucking. Oh, you're talking about. You're you're talking about bulldogging. (laughs) Bulldog. To get them under control. That's a different different one altogether. You grab the rope and tie them up and you, you know, throw your hands up in the air and. Troy, what you know, you're what throw you're, your cowboy hat like you just graduated high school. Troy, what you're talking about is called bulldogging, and that is a different sport altogether. Okay, you you do not like what Frank was talking about is the rope stops the animal, and then you go up okay. and tie it. What you're talking about is you I had jumping my rodeo events mixed up. Then what you're talking about is you jumping off a horse and onto the back of a calf, which I, that yeah. I don't agree with. I, that is fucking weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's what I, I never I, got. I was like, they do didn't that with a real one. bull, and I'll yeah. be impressed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could fall onto a calf, and it would fall over. <laughs> I can tackle right. a toddler too. Watch this. Like, <laughs> yeah. last, so last night they didn't have the 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 uh, side saddle riding calf tackling event. Calf tackling. <laughs> <laughs> they it's did have. It is. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. I don't give a shit. Rodeo calf tackling. I, I have a moral like. I don't understand the animal like force participation in the rodeo i like the bull riding i get like you gotta show the very rarely come out on top on the bull riding like, do you though because every now and then they gotta tie a rope to that bull's nutsack and fucking <laughs> hold on to it to get it to go so i think you might need to learn a little more about bull riding before you're fully on board <laughs> probably should learn more uh. so anyways okay so uh what i will say is they did have the heb oh intermission show where they brought out these like i'd say average age 15 year olds to tackle calves yeah parker can't watch that i i don't (laughs) get it i don't understand like they're all running around like chickens with their head cut off and then they finally (laughs) find a calf and they all tackle (laughs) do the head crank and then they get the rope ready and some of them take their sweet ass time to get this rope are like muzzled around the calf's head. I don't know. All in all, that's my grinds, my gears. Like rodeo is dumb. I, I don't understand it. I think there's there are certain events that involve a lot of animal abuse, and then other events where I can at least see some evenness. Right, like if a bull kicks you, you're going to break a shin. Yeah, right. You're getting what you're you're just gonna crank its neck, snap, it, and be like, oh shit, sorry. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand it. <laughs> but uh, Troy, what is your grinds my gear? <laughs> I oh my! I know. God. I was gonna go Frank, Troy, me, Frank. My grind my gears has to do with the documentary on Netflix, abducted in plain sight. All right, that's my grinds my gears. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's get to it. And just the, I don't even know how to describe 
rage? The the feelings I felt towards the parents of that poor girl. That that is exactly my fucking grinds my gears. So abducted That's, and blamed. I don't have any kids, and I was fucking furious. <laughs> Hold on, I okay. could only okay. imagine uh, so if I had a child, especially a daughter. So uh, this documentary, uh, as Frank put it, he said it was. He thought it was a mockumentary at one point, and I agree. It was I that ridiculous. No. I mean, you, there's no way this is real. So it, it literally involves... could have told me it was a mockumentary beforehand, and I'd have been like, "That was the." The best fucking one I've ever seen in my life. So better bully. than Spinal Tap. Better than what we do in the shadows. Than, I mean, but... No, the fact that this was real infuriated the fuck out of me. Can we just pause for a second? Troy has watched multiple mockumentaries. Well, yeah. I mean, if you watch anything from uh, Spinal Tap <laughs> and uh, Best in Show, the fucking those things Best are going in on. Show, fucking oh, phenomenal. Best in Show is a mockumentary. Yeah, I mean, it's essentially The Office. The Office is a mockumentary. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, so this, what, what Troy's talking about is abducted in plain sight. These sick fucks that I hang out with on this podcast are the ones that turned me on to it. And I've been watching it at lunch the last couple of days, which has made the afternoon work time really weird. Um, <laughs> but at the beginning it was funny. At the beginning it was funny. And now yeah. I'm just angry. I'm rageful. Yeah. I've got the last, like, I think, when I, was at. I think it lasts like 20 minutes is all I have left in the, in the, in the documentary, but it's about a family who lives in Idaho who befriends this fucking pedophile and this goddamn pedophile steals <laughs> the family's daughter not once not twice but three fucking times <laughs> kidnaps her and, and she is like 12 13 years old you know, while this happens okay, so convinces her that address this number of kidnappings it's fucking insanity in 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 the mockumentary documentary they claim the second time is that but a jewel or your car keys, Frank? Oh, Sorry. no, it's my car keys. It's a jewel. Oh, my bad. <laughs> but that they, jewel real quick. Like, Shit, you jeweling now? <laughs> no. They went, but people who who jewel, they do hold it like this. Yeah, they okay, really, anyway. they, okay. That's why I thought it was a jewel. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, they claim she was abducted twice, okay? <laughs> but he had her come to Wolf Creek and then she went back home. That's three times, my friend. Oh, that's three times. Dude, it's so fucked up. Okay, so, and obviously when you're saying like, oh, grown-ass man, 12, 13-year-old girl, surely they're just playing Yahtzee and fucking reading the Bible. Nope, sex stuff. Lots of sex stuff. Aliens yeah. are involved. I'm not going to break it down to you, but I'm fucking, I was infuriated. I'm with you, Troy. Okay, can, no. we, can we, okay, can we get to the, the juice here? Okay. His, re, his, Rehab, oh, yeah. with air quotes, fuck of yeah. where I need to sleep with your daughter six times a week for four months. I haven't even gotten yeah. to that part as part of my rehab, <laughs> two hours at a time. Fuck around, dude. I, <laughs> I, I fucking, I was grossed out by a lot of the shit, but nothing affected me quite like the dad talking mm -hmm. about how this man who was seducing his wife and and fucking his thirteen year old daughter. <laughs> Came yes. to his job and said, have you eaten lunch yet? And he was like, no. And he said, why don't you hop in the car? And then he gets in the car, and the dad is telling this. This like 65-year-old man is telling the camera this. And he looks into the camera. <laughs> he does. He, he looks into the camera, and he says, <clears throat> uh, he said, uh, I, I can't stand my wife. I don't like her. Uh, I'm, I'm sexually frustrated. And I looked over and I saw he was visibly aroused. 
And he said, can you lend me a hand? And then the man told about how he jacked another man off. <laughs> hold on, hold on. He said, and, I, and he told me, it's just kid stuff. It's, it's just, just kid, kid stuff. stuff. I just need a little relief. I, You know what? Fuck off, dude. You have two hands. <laughs> spit, spit on your right hand and jerk yourself off. Sit on your, le- sit, sit sit and- on your left hand. Go Make it go to sleep. And then you give go. yourself yeah. a stranger. That's <laughs> Everybody <laughs> does it. Like, what are you what are you doing said, here? So I masturbated him. Yeah, I <laughs> masturbated him, and then he cried because he said, I, "That was a day I, I I defiled my marriage." I was like, "No, that was the day you jacked a man off in the front seat of his car, no, and then you I went back to your furniture store, you asshole." For no reason. <laughs> I think that's I think that's the day he would the one day he was actually true to himself. I think that dude is gay. I think that dude, and because it's and and this is you know nothing against the mormons but they were <laughs> lds church and i feel like especially at the time that he was you know a young parent the 60s 70s like you know you couldn't be gay and be mormon i think he, he was still i think he I was think probably st- gay today i don't think i don't think you, i cannot tell you like how close I would have to be to a person for them to be like, Hey dude, I need you to jack me off. I think and that you just be like, okay, yeah, sure, man. <laughs> <laughs> and reach over and start doing it. Like, you've got to be part. You've got to be part of the fire festival. I was water. I was going to say, uh, Evian water has to be involved before I get my yeah, hand anywhere near your I'm dick. Touching anyone's dick. It has to involve Evian water. <laughs> I think. I, I, I cannot think of a scenario where any uh, any one of my closest fucking friends can go, Brian, I really need you to jack me off. If they had their arms severed in a fucking farming accident <laughs> and they were like, I, I can't get any, man. I Can you just jack me off? I'd be like, you know what? I would be like, you know what? I'm gonna hop on Craigslist. I'm gonna find you some dirty hooker that's gonna right? jack you, you know, off because I am. It's on the dragon's lair. Yeah, it's on me. It, this one's on me, man. I got nothing. <laughs> yeah. I got. You, um, so here's the here. Okay, so in all the fucked upness that is the parts we just discussed, I think the most vile part about this whole thing, right? Aliens. And this is a very vile mockumentary documentary. Yeah, it's fucking atrocious. Like it, it's honestly. We're joking about it because it's so fucking uncomfortable how well, gross it is. Well, it's got to be is. funny. Like, there's no, there's, if you can't find the humor in this, like, I, I can see how you cannot find the humor in this, by the way. No, 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 no. no. Yes. Dude, Aaron and I paused this thing like five times to just like have a chat about how <laughs> we can't believe what the fuck is happening then, with this family and this hey, family we, friend. There's we, moments where you pause it and you, you're dying laughing. As soon as the guy said, yeah. and then I him i had to pull, I, was like, <laughs> I had to stop and just say like i've never in my 32 years on this planet heard a grown man say i masturbated him ever in my fucking life like i didn't know it was a thing the tears. I, he was sort of like forcing the welling up of and then i defile my baby. yeah i'm like no you didn't you enjoyed jacking that dude off in your car yeah. also let's uh, sorry to diverge from your topic frank that dude is fucking your wife too and yeah. your fucking daughter, and your daughter, which is yeah. goddamn weird. That is. <laughs> so he didn't want that to come out in the LDS church. So then, obviously, what they did was the first time the induction got done, abduction, the abduction 
Over. Induction. Hey, uh, <laughs> yeah. Hall of Fame of fucking You're pedophiles. You jacked someone <laughs> off. <laughs> it's only an honorary jack off. You'll be fine. <laughs> Just good stuff. You've now earned your, uh, your jack off. That was the best part was how the dude fucking justified it. Oh, come on, man. It's just kids stuff. Just jerk me <laughs> off real quick. Yeah, and he's he goes, like, oh, oh, okay. Well, if it's yeah, only yeah. kids stuff. If that fucking dude hadn't gone to a therapist, I don't know what the fuck we're doing here. You've got to imagine these parents have IQs below 100. Oh, like both. For sure. Anything logical just escapes them. So the mom, right? Okay. So they come back. The, the guy's accused of kidnapping everything. Then before the FBI can like file the case, they sign this release of all everything and they're like oh yeah we're not gonna file charges he's fine was this when he when he took her to mexico after he took her to to mexico and married her. okay so then the mom is like oh my god i can't believe you did this whatnot gets seduced by the guy then starts fucking the guy for like eight months months. eight months Whatever, it blew my mind. I was like, "Are you kidding me? You cannot write a movie script like this. You cannot write it." <laughs> like everybody would say, "That's absurd." They're they're always just like, "And this is this was the darkest part of my life." No, 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 like no, no. Remember that time of your fucking your affair is not is not a dark time. No, your child getting molested for years by your family friend in your basement. Dark part that should be. I'm not entirely convinced that we're hearing the worst things these family members did. Like I, we're we're sitting here like, oh god, this is incredible. But they're like, willing is this to the PG thirteen version. I is I think it is. I think there's more like dad and uh-uh. uh, ah, I think there's more there. I think there's more there. They masturbated him just the start of their own love affair. They did say that the abductor. He's in that documentary slash mockumentary, whatever it is, saying, I had a homosexual relationship with the father. I yeah. don't think jacking a dude off one time is a homosexual relationship. But you also have to think that dude's a manipulative but, motherfucker who's fucking sure, hold kids. On, hold on, hold on, hold on. His line, Brian, think about his line. His line was, it's kid stuff. Uh, yeah, no, I think that I think I, that dude might have he might have convinced that that grown ass adult with a low IQ that now that you've touched my dick, you're a homosexual and that's all you can ever be. <laughs> like, I'm probably so. I don't know about that. I think he was sitting there like, man, you know, that was a nice dick. I, well, that's what, okay. So that's what I thought. I was like, this man must have a golden dick. Cause he is sticking it in this woman, this dude's hand. And he's, everybody's like, well, nah, maybe he's fucking kids, but it's fine. Like my, my, the worst person in the whole fucking documentary is in his mind. He said, well, my wife wrote it. Right. No, this is before his <laughs> wife wrote it. He was he was jerking it first. The well, the worst person in this entire documentary was the asshole's brother, who when they first oh, yeah. showed up, yeah. he first showed up, he was like, "Man, I knew Bob was a pedo- pedophile." I'm like, no, yeah. fuck you. Then the rest hey, of your shit, fucker. <laughs> that little kid, fucker. That kid, fucker. I'm like, no, you don't get a fucking pass. The rest of this time, asshole, you are held. <laughs> 100% responsible. It's like he qualified it with like I knew he was sick. Yeah, fuck you. Like, okay, cool. So that just excuses you from knowing that your brother likes to fuck 12-year-olds. Well, when the time they were in Wyoming, he was like, "I never knew why Bob was so happy what with him her being a kid and all." Oh, you don't. Remember earlier when he said he's a fucking pedophile? 
<laughs> the the Fucking whole thing asshole. is a disaster. Walking. And then he gave him gainful employment selling yeah. cars. Oh, and he could <laughs> sell anything. <laughs> like the right. Like, His fucking brother hired him. When he, <laughs> and he was going to rehab. My favorite is he goes. He could sell anything. Oh, like oh, I'm a grown ass man who needs to fuck your 13 year old daughter. Like he's yeah. a pretty goddamn good salesman, I would say. Yeah, on earth. What a piece of shit. Everybody in that documentary can go fucking die. The part that pissed me off the most was the fact that there are people in this country who are trying to have fucking healthy kids every goddamn day, and these dumb fucks shit out three healthy, beautiful little girls, and they, they just they let have them. the child molester build walls between them. Yeah. yeah, so they could fuck them more and convince them that they're aliens there. Oh, yeah, can't talk about this. In the room. It's really awkward when she's my therapy session. God, yeah, did you guys uh, hit on the fact that uh, he slept in her bed f- on an average of four times a week yeah. for six months? Yeah, as had, part of his therapy, had to, had to. And uh, the parents were just totally thought that was normal as can be, and they're like, "All right, good night, B." <laughs> Fucking dick. <laughs> By the B, way. By the way, I have friends who call me B, and I fucking I'm gonna need them to not call me B ever again because this documentary fucking ruined that for me. It's fucking <laughs> well, atrocious. I mean, you know what else it ruined for me? I was gonna try to pull that same thing on Frank here in a couple. <laughs> you were gonna tell you're gonna tell Mrs. Frank him, that then, yeah, I'm gonna tell him that he was gonna have a child with me by the year twenty. 20- Twenty, <laughs> or the, Xenon was gonna kill his family. Yeah. Make his dog blind. You gotta fucking. You come in with a raging hard on and some track shorts, and you're just like, I need a. What are we gonna do about this? Huh? <laughs> just, Find me an old Wanabango at the Auto Salvage. Yeah. Uh, Parker is with us this evening. Parker, how are you doing? Hello, I'm great. Thanks. Thanks for having me in the in the eleventh hour here. Came in at a great time. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. It's a great documentary. Oh, fucking just, a. You know, if you ever get down on yourself, Brian, about thinking, ah, oh, man, I kind of sucked at being a parent today, then just remind <laughs> yourself of how much they sucked as being parents, and it'll make you feel a lot better. I uh, Dude, I, there's no <laughs> the words ex- escape me. They're not even been created how much I hate those fucking people. The words that I could use to describe how much I fucking hate them. They're goddamn assholes. They're the worst. They're the fucking dude, worst. Dude, it's just kid stuff, though. I guess I fucking is that the title of this episode? It's just kid stuff. Uh, I don't know. That might get us flagged. Uh, yeah, yeah. It would be like, well, okay. Apparently, everyone has left this podcast. Um, Interesting. <laughs> well, I am drinking a uh, Hopadillo currently by Carbock, Carbock Brewing. Okay. Was it a stovepipe? No, it's just a twelve ounce can. Okay. Um, yeah. What do you think of a uh, old Hopadillo? I mean, I think it's pretty tried and true. Um, it's been around for for a minute now. I think I'm glad that they didn't try to go too hard in the paint with the uh, ABV. Um, it's a what six a and a nice half? six six, yeah. Yeah. Um, so good middle ground there. They make and, one of the worst double IPAs on planet Earth. Uh, <laughs> Garbock Brewing. They really, hold, they hold a very distinct place in my. Uh, in my uh, trophy case of shitty. I've not beers. had that, and I, I like their Kolsch though. Their Kolsch is the good. Love, Love Street. Yeah. It's a little hybrid. If you like that, then you should try Sam Seventy Six from Sam Adams. It is right damn near identical, except uh, in my opinion, way hoppier and better. Okay, but I shall try that. Um, the hop, uh, the uh, 
the worst IPA known to man, double IPA known to man is Rodeo Clown. And I will fucking fight some. I will take someone to to court who says that Rodeo Clown is a good double IPA because it is shit. It's so bad <laughs> that it caused people to fail the certified Cicerone exam while I was taking it the first time. <laughs> they, mm. I, they, like we, you go over the tasting portion afterwards and I nailed all the commercial examples in that, in that round. And uh, I knew exactly what it was because that's how bad it was. Um, and you're, that, that round you're supposed to taste and see if there's anything wrong with the beer. And everyone in the room was like, ah, it's like fucking diacetyl. It's this, it's that, it's the other thing. And uh, they were like, anybody know what beer it is? I go, Rodeo Clown. And they were like, yeah, that's, that's exactly what it is. Uh, wow. This interviewer wow. told me about the time you went above and beyond for a friend. <laughs> you son of a bitch, Frank. <laughs> Gosh, could you imagine that like setup? Like, they drove out to some park and he needed relief, so I leaned over and, by way of masturbation, I gave ma- him relief. I masturbated him. I can't imagine using the term "masturbated him." Right, it's not even correct. <laughs> yeah, no. It's the His dumbest masturbation thing. is self-inflicted. <laughs> you self-inflicted him. masturbation. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's the episode title right there. <laughs> Self-inflicted masturbation? No, I, uh, Frank, uh, yeah. Frank Troy. I, I, I asked if uh, we should call this episode "Kid Stuff." And Absolutely. I, I think that and Parker Just was afraid stuff. that might get us flagged. <laughs> oh no, yeah, that could get flagged. Um. Yeah. yeah, we'll figure out some other title. Oh man, we'll figure yeah. it out. All right, oh. so um, Troy. You had the so, Brian. Did you have another grinds your gears? No, that was honestly my my uh, grinds my gears. It was kinda, that was that was my big one as well. Pissed me off. All right, so I have outside I have of one. read receipts on emails. <laughs> oh, read I, receipts I, on emails are think, really frustrating. Oh, also, wait, are you being serious right now, Troy? I think Parker. Hell hit, yes. I think Parker hit what? on that one like a year ago. <laughs> yeah, I did, dude. I thought you were like doing a mockumentary on my grinds my gears. Oh no. <laughs> Then, then I got I don't you, know man. You, and you send me a read receipt on the very first email you ever send me. Yeah, I've got trust issues. Yeah, <laughs> I'm literally trying to find you, and I'm going to go shit on your front porch. All you right, said, read your email, <laughs> Troy. All right, <laughs> Frank. Now my email on the shit. I'm going to in shit. I'm going to print it off and <laughs> thumbtack it to the pile of shit on their porch. <laughs> Never forget me. <laughs> Send me a read receipt. So, no, one of my big grinds, my gears also, in addition to the the rodeo, is the. Okay, so people list employment, and employment is like gainfully employed, right? Like we can all agree this is a job that pays a salary. This isn't, I don't know, cutting coupons. I right? put I put volunteer work. I thought that's what we we're supposed to do. Works fine as well. Yeah. What frustrates the fuck out of me is I am self-employed, but mm. I work for Postmates, Uber, any gig economy job out there. Self-employed. Yeah. Pisses me off. Like I don't under. First off, gainfully gainful employment is not something you sign up for with a license plate and a fucking driver's license. Okay. No. That's not how this works. Now, granted, you can be an Uber driver, I, no doubt, but this is not something that is a qualifying, like, I don't know, do you get what I'm saying? 
Just yeah, but why why is this on the top of your head right now? What what happened to you? Who hurt you? Okay, it's on the top of my head. <laughs> That's exactly what I was gonna come back and ask. I had to grab a beer, but that was exactly what I was gonna ask. Who hurt you? Show me Bro. on the doll where the unemployment hurt you. <laughs> Probably no. the best three words in the entire English language. Who hurt you? <laughs> Who hurt you? <laughs> it can be used the, a the lot of places. Good call. Fired. No, the thing that got me fired up about it is the fact that like <laughs> It's it's one of these. I I make my own hour. So I had a conversation, and the guy said, "Oh, I make my own hours." Okay. Then was I this said, at okay, the brewery that you, you went to earlier? No, it's not the brewery I went to earlier. But well, I thought somebody at the tap room because that sounds no, like some I conversations I would have had there. No, it was at actually at a at the growler bar, and there you <laughs> go. I make my own hours. Okay, what do you do? And then listed off all these gig economy jobs. And I was like, okay, fine. Now in the back of my head, I'm like, okay, you don't have health insurance. No one's paying into your retirement. You're literally like selling lemonade. (laughs) There's no, you're just doing it more regularly and within a given defined structure. I don't know. The gig economy pisses me off. Maybe that's more my grinds, my gears because literally of the utmost importance this next election cycle is getting rid of the regulations that these people are cutting through which include labor laws minimum wage uh payroll taxes all this shit it's a fucking loophole that they're exploiting and they're convincing people they're self-employed apparently on the back end of it which is the beauty of the whole thing but damn it getting a ride from a like decent upstanding citizen when you've been drinking is pretty awesome i've got no problem with it i've got no problem with it but there's (laughs) There's a level of expected, I don't know, fucking maybe pay some ter- payroll taxes when you pay this person. Don't or just, Social Security, maybe. I know I'm paying us, yeah, Social Security. Your your business wouldn't exist. Contributing to society in general, rather exactly. than just making sure a drunk Parker gets home without without yeah. issue. Yeah, you'd happily pay a dollar fifty extra per ride if it meant I don't know, the guy on the other end was receiving decent health care. They were actually paying payroll taxes and paying into Social Security and Medicare. I would imagine you'd be fine with that. But for what makes that any different than another than any other ten ninety nine contractor? Dude, hell yeah! Like, how long you th- like? Do I have to drive one person a month home when they're drunk to get free health care? Because <laughs> I'd probably I'll do that sign now. my ass up. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell my job to stop taking that shit out of my paycheck. Right? Uber's got it. <laughs> <laughs> It would be access to healthcare. So Uber drivers don't even have access to <clears throat> legitimate healthcare or retirement accounts. So sorry, they're you concede that most Uber drivers probably also have an, another job. A lot of them doesn't matter. They're they're treated as contract employees when in fact they are employees. They are not contract employees. So the way labor laws work is if, if theoretically the way they work is if your company is relying on this person to show up to make revenue. They are an employee. They are not a contractor. Okay. So in the simplest form, that is what labor law intends to separate the employee uh, employer relationship and the contractor employee relationship. The way Uber gets away with it is they say, we're a platform that you apply to that you can then take jobs from to fulfill. They treat themselves as a freelance platform. They are not a freelance platform. They sign these people up for cars. They get lease deals. They, Without doing jobs for Uber, they wouldn't be able to afford their leases or their rent. 
it's it's a bullshit loophole in the system that it was never intended to be there for. So it to your point, what makes them different different than the 1099 contractor? The 1099 contractor isn't working for Uber for or isn't working for the employer for five years. After two years, you have to give them gainful employment or they can no longer be a 1099 employee. So there's a there's a there's a big difference between 1099 contract employment renegotiates every year versus what Uber does. Um, Uber, yeah, Uber, Lyft, Postmates, all these things. If people are honestly going to be convinced that the uh, economy needs to be divided up into separate instances of a job that a person can hold um, and hopefully needs, I mean, in any reasonable manner, would need to hold three or four of these things to make any money. Um, where these employers don't pay payroll taxes, they don't pay social security taxes, they don't pay Medicare taxes, they don't pay um, FICA, it, fine. I mean, I guess that is a viewpoint. It's wrong. Um, there's some- <laughs> cool opinion, bro, <laughs> but you're wrong. It's absolutely wrong. There's yeah. just about it. Like, if we, if we go down this road, first off, any, any, any fucking job can be gigged, okay? There's not a job in society that is a permanent 40 hour a week gainfully employed job. They can put you down this path at any point in time. Say, oh yeah, no, hey, by the way, we need you as a doctor, but we really only need you if there's a patient. So um, yeah, if you wanna kind of like line up between these hospitals, because most hospitals are in hoods, right? Like it's a it's a big like area of hospitals um, or specialty treatment centers or whatever. Yeah, we'll call a doctor in once we need a doctor. Thank you. And then, okay, now all of a sudden I've got a patient. Oh, by the way, this guy's got a broken leg. Let me bid on this. You you can gigify anything. Um, and if we don't change the way that labor laws work, it's going to be a problem. And also the fact that stupid idiots online think that they're self-employed because they're fucking beholden to some um, system of, of job allotment is, is crazy. It drives me fucking crazy. You're not employed. You're not self-employed. You're underemployed because you don't even fucking understand the consequences of doing this job um, and being happy with it. It's You should not be happy being like a person going around having five jobs for gigs. Like, it's that's not a life. Those same stupid idiots are the ones that you're fighting for, like, healthcare and fair labor laws and stuff. Are, are they the same people? They're probably part of the group. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but those same stupid idiots that we're talking about are the same ones who I <laughs> like don't fucking take society. <laughs> I don't take care of myself. Therefore, when I get so fucked up that I have to go to a public hospital and fucking they have to save my life. Well, guess what? Dude, it cost all of us fucking money. I can attest to that, gentlemen. I was there last Sunday and it was a disaster. Yeah, it's a shit show, man. And like when you look at people and they realize that they what they thought they were living, which was, you know, dealing with a gig economy, uh, they thought, oh, this is all well and good until you actually need the fucking support systems in place. Then they realize, oh, we're fucked. It's too late. It is too fucking yeah. late. I had that I had that fucking conversation with my 
uber conservative dad who was like, well, you can just file for bankruptcy. Well, doesn't work that way when you're fucking 20 years old. Like, you file. Yeah, you just restructure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just, re- file, <laughs> just file for bankruptcy and, re- and restructure. Yeah, I mean, let me restructure nothing into what? Nothing for seven more years. Guess what that gets me? <laughs> fucked. Like, I, I'm so fucked. Like, that's so painful. And people don't understand it until they see it applied practically in front of them and go to a public hospital. Perfect examples. Well, it's not. Listen, there's no. So a significant amount of the experience you're getting at a public hospital is based on the fact that they're underfunded. They're not well kept. Well, no, I'm not talking about I'm not talking about the experience itself. I'm talking about the people and what they have to experience once they leave that public hospital of like 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 you understand that you could have received better care if you had just put in more time and energy into making sure that you had the shit in place to receive that proper care. And it's not, it's not that public hospitals are bad because they're not They're You know, they employ some really great doctors because a lot of them are teaching hospitals. Exactly. And like, that's fantastic. But the issue is like of everyone else having to chip in to pay for that. I, yeah. I mean, I I think we have to be very careful about the way that we address in kind of healthcare on the whole. It's not, Preparation H. No, if 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 we see healthcare as something that people nice. needs need to be able to afford instead of healthcare as being something that is a God given right based on the fact that we're on this planet, people are gonna get sick. Right. And as a society, it's our responsibility <clears throat> to make sure that people have a fighting chance at not being sick. Yeah. And the if we view it that way, we have a lot more ground to cover about improvements but if we all view it as something that is a winner take all mentality which is like oh yeah go to the best cancer doctor in the world and get the best treatment then i win yeah i think that's a pretty fucked up way to live well the point that i was trying to make is the fact that like the regular person that frank is talking to is the same regular person that is needing to be educated on what they need to survive like healthily uh to 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 continue a healthy society does that make sense? Where a normal, yeah. like even college graduates, like we we fucking know we're all we've all been there. We're all living the same hellscape that is uh, underemployment. Of like we're working our asses off at one two jobs. Yeah, but there's no advancement because the fucking old people won't retire. And there's also very it, healthcare is so ungodly expensive because yes. it, like that's that's the world that we live in. Uh, yeah, but okay. So you're you're you, you are correct. But I what I'm saying is is put the onus and the blame on the points in the system that matter. Yes, the the person that's like doing the Uber job. That's funny, Troy. <laughs> the guy doing the Uber job or the lady doing the Uber job, they're not at fault. No, they're doing they're not. It's available to them. The person at fault. The same with healthcare. Mm-hmm. The person at fault is your high IQ policymaker sitting in DC or sitting in the fucking state legislature figures out a loophole for that to operate. They're assisting these people to exploit labor. They're assisting these, they're, they're assisting these people to exploit loopholes so that in the end, yeah, Frank, you can file for bankruptcy. That's okay. It'll save us a lot of money if you do that. So it really would be fantastic if you just, you know, went ahead and did that. So, um, because we don't have to pay into any of these systems that make society run. It's 
I think it's it's so funny that in this society we subscribe to capitalism at such a high high fucking percentage that people always side with business no matter what. They don't even understand why they're doing it. Right. Like, oh, it's innovation. What do you fucking mean, man? No, this person is literally going out there going, oh, here's an app. By the way, there's a customer. He's going to say, I need a ride. Then you're going to go give him the ride. And we're not going to give you shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, it's, great. But, so, yeah, it's not spun. We're not going to give you shit. It's spun as you're going to earn five bucks. You're also going to lease this car from us if you don't have a quality car. Yep. And guess what? We're going to charge you 25% interest on that car. So you, you'll, you'll probably never pay it off. But that's okay because we'll repossess it. And we'll rent it to the next sucker who's willing to do this job. So it's, it's, yeah, we allowed this innovation thing and capitalism to run amok. And it's not, it's not, yeah, I mean, I'm a capital socialist, so it's fine. I don't really give a shit. Sounds it, like you've got a lot of people not reading their T's and C's in terms of conditions. Oh, I thought you said thoughts it, and cocks. Absolutely, Troy. But no, not, not thoughts and prayer, not T's and P's. Oh. T's and C's. Oh, okay, it's, sorry. It's T's and C's, but it's T's and C's on like a structural level, right? Like yeah. it's, it's society isn't structured for the, the average, average person. person with the average intellect. Okay, yep. it's not. No. So it used to be, and then capitalism ran amok and corporate entities said, oh, yeah, no, fucking Jimmy, you know, we used to pay Jimmy a fucking pension, the guy that used to just put bolts in the fucking F-150. Yeah, fuck Jimmy. His pension's gone. He's got a 401k now, and I'm going to pay 5% of that shit because in the pension, I used to have to pay 15% for Jimmy. Yep. And then Jimmy was like, oh, but I get to choose my own investments. And now I heard about this guy named fucking Warren Buffett. And I start reading his books. And all of a sudden now the fucking rich dad, poor back, poor dad book comes, comes I along. I'm see like, oh, what I, I did one. I was too greedy. I need to back it off. And now I'm going to be Warren Buffett this next time. So cyclically, right? Like, him, <laughs> like he's like, oh, yeah, this next time around, I'm going to be the millionaire. Yeah. Right. Reincarnate. And we got rid of unions and pensions just like that. It was like, oh, yeah, you guys are evil. You're not talking about me making money. You're just like, yeah, Jimmy, you're going to get 50 grand at the end. Guys, you fucking know Jimmy's going to get 5 million a year at the end of this shit. And Jimmy doesn't understand. He's just a bolt maker. Yep. And how rarely does a bolt maker get to make $5 million a year when he retires? It doesn't I happen. Think, I think it sums it up pretty well in the, the TV show The Wire. When uh, in season one, they're in the, the, the low rises and they're talking about they're eating chicken McNuggets. And they're talking about, yep. dude, wouldn't it be so great to be the guy who invented the chicken McNugget? Nah, I bet man. he's so rich. And they were like, no, fuck that guy. Do you think he really is a millionaire? Hell no. The man who pays the man to invent the Chicken McNugget is the millionaire. The guy who invented the Chicken McNugget is just on to the next damn thing that the man told him to make. And that's it. Yeah. It is. and, and yeah. it, it, Intellectual property. You've yep. got to understand the moment we're at here in society. It matters. It, we are in such a inflection point where corporations are the most powerful institutions on planet Earth. And not a single fucking human that that votes for corporatists. And unfortunately, at the moment, it is voting Republican. Didn't used to be that way. But in this defined moment in time, they are with the capitalist society, with the billionaires, with the corporations. If we vote that way, 
the future is going to be defined by the corporations. There is no balance in this equation. It is literally either you get to send your kids to school for a reasonable price or school becomes a private industry or you get to go to a hospital and have reasonable health insurance or hospitals become an elitist institution. That is what we're facing. There's no difference. Our parents didn't pay into the system enough to have us be sustained by the system unless we change the way that people pay into the system, period. Um, that's and it. stop fighting all these bullshit uh, drug wars. Well, yes, yeah. also that. Quote, hey, unquote. Man, yeah. We're not not fighting anything. Just spread right, democracy. Right. Yeah, don't, don't look over here. We found when when we did the calculation for what it would cost to send everybody to four-year schools, it was $65 billion. They found $61 billion for the defense budget. Like, no problem. No problem. But all of a sudden, oh, we can't have free college tuition. Thanks, guys. Yeah. So, that new ethical chapter. That's that we're gonna sell sell to a foreign government because we have no use for it. It's, it pisses me off. No, nothing. Yeah, they're they're and yeah. we're gonna sell it to them at a loss. Just so we're clear, uh, or the yeah. loss the loss is uh, to the U.S. government, not to the manufacturer who we paid the defense contract out to build the F twenty two Raptor. Oh, and by the way, Yale and Harvard and. Texas have a combined uh, endowment of somewhere in the neighborhood of like 160 million billion dollars. Sorry. Yeah. Hey. So, no, there's there, there's three years of fucking free college tuition for the whole nation just there sitting hey, as endowment. As like, long as we can have 110,000 seat arenas for for unpaid professional athletes to play football the basketball court to play to play football and receive brain damage to where only four percent of them will ever go on to the nfl that's what really matters frank and let's take that ticket sales and let's just fucking pocket it uh because those seats got to be replaced in 10 15 years so i'm telling you it's funny all these old people are going out there like "Eh, socialism mark my words 15 years from now America will be closer to socialism than at any point in this history. And it, not, not socialism in a bad way. Socialism is in like unions will be back. We will have equal health care for all. We will have oh, what's tariff what, amounts of power for labor. Like this, this whole shit, it's bullshit. Capitalism is a whole crock of bullshit. What's, what's terrifying is like, uh, like people, people, people forget uh, because we're so far removed from it, people forget what it's like to have an entire generation of a society who is so desperate that they will do anything. That's yeah. what's terrifying. I do believe we called that the monarchy. And well, no, that's the fire festival. Fire festival, yeah. Fire <laughs> fire festival. You show up and you only got cheese sandwiches. Actually, this past year. <laughs> but what I mean, what it, like it's terrifying that people are so far removed right, from. Right. Brian, it's just kids. Stuff. Just kids stuff. Yeah, just, just, just kids stuff, man. Kids stuff. I shit into this dude's bowl. Relax. And I relax, Brian. It. Let me take over. It's kids stuff. I, I'm confused. Why is my hand going into your crotch? I, I thought I was supposed to relax. Now I've got a job here? What the fuck? No, I, I, it's uh. like people forget what people are willing to do to uh, to make it in society or make it in a, a world. And that can get really fucking scary when there is no goddamn bottom. Absolutely. You know, you know what's funny about it? So the other day they released the Wall Street bonus figure, right? Like six and a half billion dollars paid out to a total of like 
10,000 employees. Like it's okay at the investment banks. Totally, totally equal. Troy, just be happy you're making something. <laughs> be happy you're getting at least some money. You're like, I saw I the am. major total. I don't know. I've got yeah. enough to cover my bills, so I'm good. <laughs> yeah. And goddamn right, you should be happy. You should be happy with that. You can Troy. save about a quarter of a penny a year. Pretty great. <laughs> right. Grateful that you're not dying. Yeah. Direct deposit. Direct deposit. Direct deposit yeah. and use our company credit card or company so debit card, please. Those, uh, high interest, low principal saving accounts here at your bank. <laughs> I'd like to, uh, what do you mean by that? I'd like to transfer, I don't know, 25 singles. <laughs> that is going to cost you about $50. What do you mean by singles? Oh, oh, oh. Um, have you ever heard of the uh, penny? Penny, <laughs> I'd like to of those into a bank account separate from my current bank <laughs> once a year, preferably December 31st because I get paid on the first of January. Um, Parker, do you have anything pertinent to bring up before we uh uh set sail for the evening? Uh, not next to I just uh polished off a Black Mesa cave dweller, okay. Ooh. That's their yeah. IPA or their red ale? I can't remember. Hoppy red ale. Boom! Yeah. I've never even had it, but at least I know it. Uh, neither had I. I saw it tonight, and I was like, all right, bet. How so, is it? Uh, it's good. You you know that I like the red anyways, so, I mean, I think you did shit on my Killian's Irish red a few weeks ago. but Oh, no. I just, I I just is, said it was made in Denver. less of a commercialized <laughs> yeah. uh, red ale. So. Um, but with the hops, it's nice. Um, has a little... Extra umph, but it's uh, subtle enough that you're not like, okay, I'm just drinking an IPA, motherfuckers. I'm going to send y'all, uh, you, Parker in particular, uh, a list of a few beers. And let me, I'm going to see if you've had them because I want to make sure. Are you still planning on coming down for the first? Man, I got plane tickets. Okay. Yeah. I figured as much, All but right. I just want to make sure everything was still good. Why are you uh, flying down there? Well, because I had a bunch of Southwest miles, and all I was out of pocket was about ten dollars, and that was to go to the uh, TSA fund to make sure you know Middle Eastern guys with box cutters don't get on planes. Yeah, Ooh. Uh, so I used all my points, or not all my points, but so I'm flying down there for ten bucks. That's why, Troy. <laughs> all right, sounds good. No, that that's fair. I'm not like I that I flew to Portland last summer for 25 bucks. Weird flex, but okay. Booking yeah. fee. All I had to pay was the booking fee because my points. It was great. Right. Yeah. So, uh, Portland I, probably literally changed my vacation. Jesus Christ. Portland makes a lot more it sense. It went it went from like, oh shit, like are we going to go out one night or two nights? And I was Troy? like, wait, let me check my points. Pay twenty five bucks to book my fucking flight for two people, dude. We got nice. so fucked up in Portland; it was great. Go I want to go next. Good we beer, go good weed, good wine. Okay, we we can go out every night, and I can still save my quarter at the end of the year, right? <laughs> so, uh, Troy, yes, uh, just a quick question on your flight to Portland. Yes. Um. Nope. Nope. Do they allow you to bring weed back? Oh. Uh, no, that's a oh. federal offense, dude. You're taking weed across state lines. Oh, I didn't know that. I would have packed but it back. I've known some people who have taken the, uh, the pins. Mm. Like they basically just like toss oh. them in their purse or their bag 
and no one says anything. I don't know if it's because you can't definitively say, hey, this is like weed I'm or right. tobacco. Yeah. Um, but I have a friend who, um, I mean, she goes out to LA a few times a year um, and she always brings back a pen. Oh, wow. Can bring so, back I two mean, for a friend? I, I wouldn't, honestly, quite personally, I would never do it mm. because I'm too big of a pussy. I'm afraid that, like, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'm not going to fucking do it. <laughs> no way. <laughs> like, no way in hell. You're not I'd gonna... rather buy my shit illegally <laughs> than buy it legally <laughs> and then illegally bring it Transport back it. home. And then you're getting yes, a felony instead of just a misdemeanor. Yeah. yeah. So, well, now that you're in Oklahoma, you could just get a fucking medical license and be done with it. It's true. Yeah, but so I've heard the thing about the medical license is you can't just be like, oh man, I have I have anxiety. But see, I have what heard what they'll do is they'll send you to psychiatrist and just put you on fucking pills. <laughs> no, I I have heard they use like pain management type gets stuff. committed to a mental I, institution. I have heard yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to get I'm not crazy. Medical. I'm just trying to get some weed, man. But see, here's the deal. So to spread some truth on the deal, I have heard that Oklahoma has one of the most liberal weed laws in the United States. Okay, and I that have, may be true. I have I that under. I haven't read it all. Have it under pretty good authority. We could talk about <laughs> it after the cast. Um, that you can, in fact, go in and be like, I get headaches sometimes, and medical marijuana license. All right. Generally, Tylenol well, solves those headaches. You're like, no, not these headaches. My no, headaches. No, no. I, stem I need from... some a little bit stronger than Tylenol. Yeah, no, tell them your headaches stem from the fact that you can't buy weed right now, and they're like, oh, yeah. I got you. It's like, <laughs> I need a real, I need a real sativa heavy aspirin. Yeah, and they're like, not an indica heavy aspirin. Gotcha. No. Um, I would suggest that is what I would suggest. And if you need a guy, I'm not saying I got a guy, what I got a guy, what I got a guy. Anyway, um, not me personally. I don't smoke weed. What you say, and I'll research it on my own and make my own informed decision. Please, because that's what we do here at Nobody Left Behind. How about how about truth. this? You just go to a doctor and try to get one. And then yeah, it'd be like, hey, it. really? I just want to smoke weed. And when the doctor's then, like, well, I can't yeah, subscribe like, it to you. I'm like, I need to speak to someone else who's clearly it, cooler than you. Right? Yeah. Because <laughs> I kind of work for the government. Oh, do you get randoms? Uh, do you get randomed? Um, I don't get randomed because, but. Uh, even because I work with the government and have a federal appearances. Fucking yeah. yeah, I'm right there with you. It's yeah. the one strike you're out. Yeah, they don't fuck around with goddamn clearances so and dumb. Uh, fucking so, oh, have a license to do, whatever. It's, it's kind of crazy because you know that was like one of my things. Like when uh, when when my mom moved to Colorado, she moved there. I think about two years after they legalized it, and. I was asking I why curiosity. I was right. like, "Hey, I wasn't in in you know the position that I am now." Um, I was like, Alive. "Hey, so like, what if? Uh, how far does? Uh, I'm not lying, Frank. As you sit your little, <laughs> I said right. alive. I didn't say lying. I, I thought you said you're lying. <laughs> no, no, you said I wasn't in the position I am today, and I said alive. Oh yeah, I was dead two years I was ago. Dead two years ago, I was dead." <laughs> And, uh, Coma, it was weird. It was whole thing. Troy has died. Troy has risen. Okay. Oh, I forgot about our right, punk that's rock. Actually, when you get to the infant section, right after, there's a Troy. There's a Troy resurrection section. Yeah. 
And it's actually death metal. It's Frank, you said uh, incarcerated. Re, uh, re, re, re-incarcerated, obviously, is what he meant. <laughs> I'm sorry. Incarcerated I'm sorry. is what Villem is currently. I, I because over the last six months, uh, on numerous occasions, he's sent semen into 23andMe. <laughs> no, Villem, what are you doing? You're supposed to put your stool sample in those. <laughs> he wants to be sure he gets the whole DNA. It was the ninth time that finally caught up to him. I'm sorry. Listen, motherfucker. We're sending the feds over. You got to stop it. We're going to subpoena your shit, Willem. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Your and your family. We're going to need stool and semen samples, please. Yeah. Uh, uh, this is a match uh, I can just see by the color. It's the hue that does it. <laughs> you have a back injury. I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know. There's a blood speckle in this one. So Dude, have you, speaking of shipping shit, which I know we are, is on the top of all of our minds, have you ever, have you seen the Cola Guard commercials? Okay, yeah, but that's yeah. a legit. That is an actual thing. But okay, it's colon cancer screening made easy. But the logistics of it are you poop in a fucking tube and you send it in a box. Yeah. That's what you do. <laughs> You shit in a box and send it in. Yeah, Dude, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna buy that shit and I'm gonna go to Taco Bell after a hard night of drinking. No, because see, you I'm can't ask for about seven thousand fire sauces. That's all I'm gonna eat. I'm gonna send those motherfuckers a tube of my liquid fire sauce combo. See, here's the Just... issue: because when you fuck around and do stuff like that, then what you're doing is potentially backing up someone with colon cancer from getting a proper screening. <laughs> That's a design flaw in the company. It is absolutely <laughs> true. It's their production problem. You, you just inspired me, Troy. Uh, from here on out, uh, whenever I ask for fire sauce, I'm going to call it fire festival sauce. Fire festival sauce. <laughs> hey, just uh, on another note with the uh, the whole colon cancer screening thing. Yes. We're still on that, right? Hey, sure. We can be. It's been too long. Are you? Go um, get checked. Yeah, everybody, everybody listening, go get checked, go get screened. Seriously, yeah. I think actually, like they're starting to recommend prostate cancer screenings at like thirty-five now. Yeah, it's dropped. Yeah, that's terrifying. So, which, I mean, it's just kids stuff. If you want to come over, <laughs> that's yeah, a different screening altogether. We'll collect the sample. God damn it! <laughs> He's got a glass coffee table that he'll lay underneath while you. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> talked about that a couple of months a ago. Comfortable hole in it. No, no, you do it on the coffee table that way. It splatters and it gives you a simulation. It's like VR for shit. I always recommend <laughs> taking a whole nice hot bath right Wait, before you do it. Are, are you talking about like Sylvester Stallone and a, a glass coffee table, and I lay underneath it, and you yes. shit on the coffee you table, Frank Ryan shit on the table. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 uh it's allegedly what Sylvester Stallone liked to do in the seventies and eighties. He would pay ladies to squat over coffee tables and shit on the glass coffee table while he laid under them, and then it would give him the simulation of a Cleveland steamer um, <laughs> without all the mess, without all the, the that that biohazard material on his chest. Hey, tell you, tell you, bitch, you're a germaphobe. You're a germaphobe. You want to, but like you want a genius. 
I might see if E's down to do that. We're I don't. A new coffee table, but nope. We're playing the outro music. We're fucking Thank getting out first. of. We're getting out of uh, here. Later, dudes. This is getting too much. <laughs> I uh, we're gonna end it on shit, and uh, <laughs> that's it. That's all we're gonna do. Uh, hey, watch Shit's Creek. Shit's Creek, yes, on that on on Netflix. Uh, enjoy it. Pop. Uh, so uh thank you for joining us on a action-packed episode a lot of kids stuff going on this episode um i hope you uh join us next time and you haven't fucking you know unsubscribed by this point we thank you for sticking with us um yes literally (laughs) and figuratively so uh be sure to check us out over on the social media pages at no real left cast on twitter and instagram Oh, at NBLB Beer on Twitter for the uh, all that beer, good, good. Trying to trying to make make some ends meet over there on uh, the Twitter Twittergrams. Uh, also, be sure to uh, rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. That would be great. Or wherever you get your podcasts, make sure you never miss an episode. For Brian here in North Texas, until the next time you hear my beautiful sultry voice, I'm out. <laughs> Thanks for listening. This is Parker in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I'm out. Troy, Q. Okay. Uh, this is uh, Troy in uh, downtown Tulsa signing off. Oh, later, Peter. So sultry. Uh, Frank in far, far, far south Dallas. Just a quick update Soldier Boy's website is off the air. I don't think he's ever walking. <laughs> Um, additionally, Troy, uh, what he failed to say on this episode, he was in fact um, unincarcerated. He's at a halfway house. Hopefully, he doesn't get reincarcerated. I'm out. No one <laughs> got that securely. Don't Secure- give up our dreams, folks. What? I think what he said was, "Don't go chasing waterfalls." Re-incircumcised. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah don't <laughs> You're really ruining him for life. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs>